Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the podcast. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's uh, Wednesday, but here it's Sunday. I just want to be honest with you guys. It's been a long weekend, and this is how we're rounding it you, out. You kept thinking that it was Monday. That's the voice, it was the voice of my boyfriend, Chris Convey. Yeah. yeah, because I had a show on Thursday this weekend, and I usually start my shows on Friday, mm. that I thought last night's show was Sunday. Mm-hmm. I almost said, what's up, Baltimore? Thank you for coming out on a Sunday night. <laughs> um, but I had two shows in Boston. And then I was in Boston for do- two nights, which I'm only usually in a city for one night. So it was like, it almost felt like that was just one. And then, yeah. So Boston, I did Thursday, Friday. And then I was um, in Baltimore. It was a great weekend of shows. Chris was there for Boston night two and oh, cool. Baltimore. Yeah, it was fun. He's yeah, on the road really with fun. me now. Because he's producing my stand-up special. Yeah, we're prepping for the special. That we're getting <gasps> ready to do. Yeah. What did you think of those shows this weekend? I, I thought about them. <laughs> thought about them a lot. I liked them a lot. Honestly, the crowds were awesome. Yeah, the it crowds like I thought were great. It feels like the material's popping off. Boston's I've been good. getting more notes about um, just like DMs saying stuff about my material that is really heartening. Mm. Of like... Just you're saying things I needed to hear, or you really made me think, or I got this really nice message I want to read actually, because I think I read it to you last night, Chris, but it just like really warmed my heart. Because sometimes you see, sometimes I will look over my DMs and I'll see like a certain word and I'll be like, oh no, it's going to be someone who's mad at me. Like I've offended someone or something, especially when it's a huge tower of text. I'm just like, this could be them being like, hey, I like you, but I want to let you know something that really like fucked with me and hurt my feelings because that's happened before. And it's like, it's pretty devastating when I hurt someone's feelings. I, it's one of the worst feelings. Yeah. You don't world. like it. No, 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 I don't. So, but this, I saw a couple key words in here and I, at first I freaked out because a lot of times they lead with nice and then they go, but, mm. <laughs> you know, so I can't even trust the first part. The infamous person, but. Yeah. The infamous, but 
By the way, Brian and Noah are here, by the way. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> but they everybody knew that already. They know. Yeah. They know. We're we standard. Yes. They're standard. They come they come with the the packaging. Aren't they? What is it called? <laughs> yeah. They're batteries not included? Yeah, you're the battery. But they are and sometimes included. Sometimes they are included. Yeah, they are. We, we batteries are, included. Yeah, you're my battery today. Um you're a double tr- wait, what you're a What's your favorite battery? I think my favorite is a triple A because they're small mm. and they're like they don't weigh down the device, and they're oh, you always have triple A's, double A's. You always are like, oh, are they going to be working? But triple A's, we always have excess yes. of. So when something requires yeah. a triple A, I'm always kind of excited. Do as you guys you get, agree? As you get older, C's and D's become much less appropriate. Like because those mostly go in What's toys and stuff. A C battery. You don't remember the C? The Volt. Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's I'm sure I recognize it. Is it the? Is it the square? It's no, no, it's square a square top that like little nozzles. It's a two, but it's really? just a little oh, bit smaller than a D. Right. It's a big one. And those D's are huge. The D's, I remember the D's. Those are crazy. Yeah. Those D's, are horrible for the environment. D's yeah. are what like Philadelphians use as weapons <laughs> at sporting events. <laughs> <laughs> they call they they call D's the Philadelphia grenade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just remember I've seen memes a lot for the kids of the nineties. Like no one will understand ruining your fingers and like you're getting like almost bone spurs from trying oh, yeah. to do the battery check the battery and see how much power was left in the Duracells oh, remember you press on one and then yeah. press on the other end and you have to like press it down so much to see if it has <laughs> life in it those were awesome those were awesome yeah. but it was like so hard to press on those things and you didn't know yes. if you were pressing hard enough because mm-hmm. it would fill up so if anyone's listening that doesn't know what I'm talking about, they used to have a little thing on the side of the battery that you could press on and you could see how much life was in the battery. You'd press the side of the battery and the top of the battery. Yes. And then uh, like this, like it was, I think it was some sort of magnetic something that would like start filling up and you'd be like, yes. oh, we got some power here, baby. But yeah. it's not easy to press the side of something and the end of something. That's not a good way to get pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like the side is slipping. So yeah. I'd always yeah. dig my nail into it like it was a bug bite and it would it wouldn't work. <laughs> my parents way. had a battery tester from like the early 70s. Cool. I used it all the time. Mm. You still use it? Well, I, no, not for a while, but we still have it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. I don't think I've ever pressed on one of those batteries and had it be any charge at all. The only time no, I press on it, it's empty. Well, you think it would be empty because you weren't putting enough pressure on it, but you're right. They mostly were empty. You wouldn't be testing it unless it was like, oh, my thing's not working. Let me check if I have charge. Then you check it. And it's a like, good point. oh, yeah, it's just confirming you that. What else this is sucks. a battery tester? The on button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of the remote. Okay. So my husband and I went to the Thursday Night Boston show. Nikki, you friggin' killed it at, uh, in Capital uh, Marks. Capital All Marks? caps. All caps, yeah. Hell yeah. I am a big fan and a bestie for a few years now. But I've never seen you live. I have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. That's where it, this is where it could turn. But it didn't. Mostly because uh, she said, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan and a bestie for a few years now, but I've never seen you live. Mostly because I am an overweight person who has a lot of anxiety about going to comedy shows for a variety of reasons. Will the, will the comedian call me out for being fat? Will the seats be ridiculously small? Lots of obese person anxiety. So when I saw the word fat, obese, overweight... I was like, uh-oh, did I make this person uncomfortable? Because I do talk about um, f- being f- fat. Pe- I talk about fat people in my act. Not making fun of them, obviously, but I do talk about fat people. And I think someone who's not, maybe someone who could be maybe overly sensitive or um, is not understanding what I'm saying could misconstrue what I'm saying and think that I'm calling, that right, I'm making yeah. fun of fat people. Yeah. No, it's it's a part of, it's a part of, getting to jokes 
And it's defending it's de- it's de- it's defending people yeah. that don't that aren't like supermodels. Yeah. Yes. You got to defend. And, you're defending the fat people. Well, I'm actually just addressing the fact that our society discriminates against fat people and that it's fucked up. And if we we don't have, let's not act like there's total fat acceptance in show business just because there's three fat people on TV. Like there <laughs> there is you're still incentivized in show business and, the and in the real world even that to be fat. thin. Exactly. Yes, it's true. And like one Dove campaign didn't fix everything. And like I love fat acceptance and I love the the fat acceptance movement, but the work isn't done like and Hollywood still is. They're such fucking liars. And most of the time they get involved in the fat acceptance movement just to be on the woke side of things. Mm. And then they let one fat person on TV and then that's the end of the story. And they go, well, we have one. Yeah, we've got her fine. And then there's no one else. And so it's really to prove a point about the fact that I hate the fact that I'm obsessed about my looks and all these things, but I'm actually smart in being so because it, you get less work if you if you aren't the way show business wants you to look. So I'm I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm just saying like I'm justified in this insane mindset that I have sometimes because the world in which I'm living in does not reward fat people. Yeah, yeah okay. you're, you're so not anyway, prejudiced. The world is prejudice. Yeah, yeah, that's like the point it's I keep them. making. You um, gotta be hot I'm, and skinny. You do well. It's it definitely behooves you. It behooves. There's no question about it. I don't know there's one no, fat, like, ugly person that's successful. I couldn't name one. You do. There's a. There's, I could name some, but I'm not going to because it seems mean. Even though I would argue that being fat and ugly is not a crime, and I should be able to say someone's fat and ugly, but, but you, you can get in trouble. That's my point. Is like you, you get in trouble if you say someone's fat and ugly, but some people just are. But you can't say it because they go, "That's mean," and you're like, "Well, that's the truth." I After mean, some the people pod, just, I want you to tell me who's fat and ugly and successful because I feel like all the fat people that I've seen successful are attractive. And all the ugly people the- are skinny. What about John Candy? And I could say it because he's no longer with us. Yeah, <laughs> dead, let's disparage the dead. Yeah, he just logged off. Well, it's also different because it's different for men as well. Oh, uh, for men? Yeah, absolutely. True. Yeah, that's a good point. True, true. So yeah. fat, ugly women? A fat, mm. ugly woman who's successful because I think there's a lot of fat women who are attractive. What does And there's mean? a lot of ugly women who are skinny, but not both. What does ugly mean? Because I think what you're talking about is someone, if they were thin, they would have a hot face. I think that's what we're saying, right? Or they have like a pretty face, but they're fat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Ugly to me, I would think, would equal your face is not symmetrical. If we're talking scientifically what ugly versus what like aesthetically beautiful people versus aesthetically unbeautiful people... With I'm saying no, there's no moral judgment here. If you're ugly, it's not a crime. It's not a bad thing. But your face is not as symmetrical as people who are beautiful. Would we all agree on that? Or pointy? Well, no. I, I think I think the science pointy. <laughs> the, the science aspect of it, the symmetrical thing. Yeah, I guess it has some merit. And like Denzel is has the most symmetrical face, therefore he is the most mm. handsome. But I think a lot of this is so subjective. Yeah. yeah, it's subjective. I think it's kind of objective. For I mean, I make that point in my special, but or I I will hopefully. I think it gets to a place where it can be objective. Yeah, there's but a then threshold. There's also some, there's, spa- some yeah. space for like I've been attracted to people who would probably be ugly because I've gotten to know them and I can't yes. see the ugly anymore. Yeah, you so, you thought they were ugly at first. Yeah, and thought there's no way. And then they win you over. And, and thank names. God for that. Yeah. Name names. No. <laughs> thank Every, God Everybody for Nikki that. dated. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> no. Uh, but a lot of them. <laughs> but most. Okay. So she goes on to say, um, so this is just, an, I, I read this because it's interesting that 
just thinking from the perspective of someone who's obese, like these are anxieties they have. If you're not obese, you don't understand this struggle. You don't understand like going to a comedy show. I would be worried as an obese person. Will they make a fat joke? Not even about me in general. Will everyone be thinking, oh my God, this girl next to me is fat. She's probably like uncomfortable, you know? There's just like lots of worries. Will the well, seats be big enough? That's that's the big one. Is the anxiety of taking up space? <sighs> yeah, I think is mm-hmm. is one of the ones that it's must such be such a bummer. So, so so difficult. She said after listening to the pod for these few years and losing a lot of weight, I saw you added this a th- added a Thursday show just a couple of days after my birthday, and I asked my husband if he would come with me to Boston to see you. He said yes, and we came to the show. I would never have had the courage to come to the, that show if it weren't for the way you put yourself out there on the pod. We had the best time. Your show killed. I think it's the most evolved set I've ever seen. And OMG, my husband, my husband sometimes, and then says the thing, and I don't want to give it away because it's my closer. But mm. her husband does a thing that in my closer I talk about, I've never seen anyone do before. Um, it was just a really nice note. And uh, speaking of, I also met an, um, a fat fan of mine. Shout out to, oh my God, what's her name? I'm so embarrassed that I don't remember. Marilyn? Marissa, sorry, Marissa. Marissa came to the um, Taylor Swift day that oh, I did yeah. on Friday God, in Boston. I want to hear more about that. I can't wait. Oh my to God, hear it was so awesome. But I'll just real quickly say that Marissa, at the end of it, she was one of the MVPs of the whole thing. She was just so fun. She yeah. she wrote me personally and was like, "I can't go to your Thursday show, but I'd really love to go." And I was like, "Girl, I'll save you a ticket." <laughs> so she goes, and she was so fun and. Just we were dancing the entire time, singing, dancing. She was just like cool with everyone. She was just went alone, but she was like involving everyone, and everyone just like loved her. It was so fun to have her there. And then on the way out, she was like, "I just want to say, as a, uh, I'm fat, and like I really appreciate you talking about fat, ex- like acceptance and fat people, and um, and I just like loved. I and she was like, and I love that if I was on a plane, you would like sit next to me and you wouldn't care. She was like, I can't wait to sit next to you on a plane someday because I always say Aww. that if you're a fat person on a plane. If you're a skinny person on a plane and a fat person gets on, if you ever scoff or make a face, you're you're gonna go to hell. You're a bad person. Oh, man. You deserve you deserve a coach seat in hell, oh. a middle coach seat in hell between two fat demons. Well, that's not fair. I, I scoff, clip their toenails the whole time. Ah! I hate you. If, if I have an empty person. seat next to me and people are boarding, I scoff no matter who. Is walking well, that's dumb <laughs> because someone has to sit next to you, Brian. It's not their not fault. Not necessarily. They could. You that could just be an empty plane. seat. Lucky day. N- yeah, but eventually it has to be filled. Like, okay, I get it. But if they're <laughs> if you're scoffing because they're fat, you're a bad person. I'm not going to scoff I- at their fatness. I- I'm going to scoff at their their humanity. They, their well, I think if they're fat, you should just never scoff. The problem no with that what. is then they think that you're scoffing because of their they're right. fat. That's I what just got to hope I they're not to- fat because I'm going to scoff. Have you no. guys have you guys seen that uh, that video of a guy um, <laughs> while so- a Southwest flight is boarding and he just he like oh. stares straight ahead and then he's he's sitting in the middle seat uh-huh. and he just pats the seat next to him like with maintaining eye contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the greatest way to get someone to not sit there. It's yeah, so brilliant. It's a great video. Um, it's um, yeah. So I just well, the, the I'll just say Friday. In Boston at 12.30 at the AMC in, in Methuen, outside of Boston, was so freaking fun. It was everything I wanted it to be. It was me and, I think, 35 besties it and one or two so people amazing. that snuck in. 
It was so good. What Everyone an amazing was game. thing to do for your fans, too. It I mean, was awesome. and for yourself. I mean, you get that? surrounded by people that because even when you bring your best friends to Taylor Swift, they don't like her as much. They as don't me. like her as much as you do, or as much as some of your besties do. Yeah. Like when you meet somebody who's not necessarily your friend, who's a Taylor person, you guys have some weird thing that is different than your friendships with other people. It's, I my, my ha- I had my friend Noor Hadidi open for me this weekend. And Noor, if you're listening, like 30% of the reason I invited her this weekend was because of the be- the Swifty thing. And 70s once, because she's funny. Yeah, and 70 <laughs> because she's funny. She, if she wasn't funny, she would not be there, no, no question. And nice and just a fun hang. But man, we were able, she's as much of a Swifty as I am. And we were able to geek out so hard backstage. It was like kind of annoying to be around, I'm sure. But it was just so fun (laughs) to talk about nuances of songs and like she wore this and what what this video means and like all of the fun things. But um, I will say that I was inspired by Taylor Swift to do this because Taylor Swift famously has done listening parties where she invites Swifties. She doesn't do it anymore. She hasn't done it, I think, since like uh, maybe Reputation. Um, Or maybe, I think maybe she didn't do it for Lover. So it might have been Reputation. She would invite Swifties to her house for a listening party and party and just hang out with them all night. Well, didn't we see video footage of Swift watching her own movie and like singing and having like the time of her life? Yes. Somebody was telling me, I think maybe it was Anya. Somebody was like, maybe it was Nort, was like Nikki didn't stop dancing for three and a half hours. Yeah, I did. <laughs> people were like, oh, surely, you know, people will take a break or uh-huh. it'll be like a thing. Yeah. But it was like three and a half hours, all dancing, all singing. And, and you let your voice go, like you sang. I sang, that was the nice thing about us because I think that if I would have gone to see it in a regular theater, I wouldn't have sang at the top of my lungs because I wouldn't want to ruin oh anyone God, else's yeah. time. But because I paid... $900 for this <laughs> theater and everyone got in for free. I'm like, if they have a problem with me singing, that's, a, that's they can leave. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they all, they, they did give up their afternoons for me and drive out there. And I, that I appreciate, but I was like, it's the way I feel on my birthday when I do karaoke. I'm like, I can just do a, so, one yeah. song after the other because it's my birthday and I'll sing if I want to. And this was kind of, mm. so I got to sing the whole time and it is exhausting to sing that much. I'm, Taylor Swift puts in the work man like <laughs> when i dances. usually go to air and dancing and uh and just be outfit it was, changes everything the, the singing though was really hard i was like wow vocally she is just i mean we already know she's so strong but um it was so fun and um what was one of your favorite things about it was when so we all ended up going to like i would say half of us more than half of us all ended up going to the very front section where it was like the handicap section where it was kind of flat and there was like three rows, a section of like three rows with no chairs mm-hmm. and we're just dancing in the front and we stayed there for, I think three fourths of the movie. Once we went down there, it was like nonstop being down there and just looking at the screen and then looking back and just singing with them. Everyone knew all the words. I mean, these were like solid Swifties yeah. that like got it. And, um, and just like, yeah, just, and also knowing that like, the people were so excited to be hanging out with me. Yeah, it's kind really, of a combination. If they like you and Taylor, what a dream come true. Yeah, it felt like, it felt, a, there were times where I was like, I want to make sure I hang out with everyone. Like, I want to give everyone an equal opportunity to, to sing with me and have fun with me. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of let that go and was like, listen, I'm, if if I'm open, like, they can come up to me. They know that I'm, like, nice at this point. I've met all of them. Like, I don't need to worry about 
I don't want this to be like my wedding. I always feel like sorry for brides on their wedding because they have to like say hello to everyone and dance with everyone. And like, and I'm like, it's your day. So at some point I let it go and was like, this is my day too. And like, I I can let this go and I can just have fun with the people that want to come up. But I felt like everyone got a good chance to hang out with me. And I felt like I got to know everyone on like, at least I spend one song kind of singing with everyone. And it was just nice. Like now, and then later that night, some of them were, one of them, Zach was at, the show on Friday oh, yeah. night and I saw him and it was like I was friends with him because yeah. we spent all day together so I was like yeah. I have my friend here I watched you at the meet and greet and a few people came up to you and I was like oh who I must yeah. I must know some of these people but I didn't they were they were just like new besties friends that were there that day it was so fun it was uh, and uh, just t- singing Taylor Swift energizes me so much it's just I'm so lucky to be a Swifty I cannot <laughs> believe how lucky I am to like something that is so popular that other people like just as me, much as me that is has a concert in the movie theaters that yeah. is this phenomenon. Like, I just, I'm so glad I get it. It's a perfect shortcut for Swifties to be friends with other Swifties. Yes. You know, if you show up and, like, if you, if, I've noticed, like, if, if when girls see, or when people see people with, like, the bracelets on, they immediately feel like they sh- they're going to go talk to that person. Yeah. Or, like, a shirt or all it's, of that stuff. It's that's like why I wear shirts all the time. I just shortcut want to connect to friendship. with people because oh, I, yeah. I don't really love talking to strangers about nothing. I think everyone knows that about me. But if they want to talk about Taylor Swift, I will. It's all I want. I will talk to anyone anytime. I don't know. I don't care if you're homeless and have poop on your face. I want to get into it and find out what you think about Travis Kelsey and who you think. Um, now that we don't talk is about. Anyway, let's take a break and talk more about this weekend and more about um, just adventures in general and uh, see what Brian was up to this weekend. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy girl bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. All right, we're back. Can I read a like a um, a post that somebody did about this weekend? Yeah, there was I love two. It. There was two, so I had a great time because did I ask? <laughs> did I fucking ask? All right, well, I'm not. I'm, now we're not getting the compliments. No, give me no, no compliments. <laughs> you blew it. What? You blew it. No, come on, big read time. It. Let's hear it. Okay, so there was a few guys that came to the show that um, bros. You know what's that? Bros. <laughs> Yeah, yeah bros. bros. Well, and some some gals too. Some oh. bros and gals that um, were really really nice to me. And then, like, then that person, those people, and I would talk about you, kind of like how sometimes you talk about Taylor Swift. But uh, Ben was one of my favorites, and he. Um, oh yeah, he was the one that was at the very last of the meet and greet last night, right? Yeah, he was in Baltimore. So nice. I talked to him for I think a while. Baltimore might be the city of besties. It was it was a great like, great looking crowd. There are so many cities with lots of besties, but this was the city of the most diehard besties. Yeah, people really brought it. Boston was really good too. Boston, but, I mean, but Boston's it was, unreal. It was a really there's something in the air up in the northeast. You're it was throwing a beautiful the weekend. Down. There's some cities out there or clamoring. I know. I don't to... mean to threaten anyone, but they really came out in Baltimore last night. Like <laughs> diehards. One girl named her Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's big. That's yeah, a big deal to that me. That is a big deal. By the way, I did get a, a bestie bracelet um, that someone made me for the Taylor Swift day that said "Kuh Summer." I posted it on our social media. Yeah, that's awesome. that was awesome. But that was so funny. I was like so mad that I hadn't thought of that yet. That is brilliant. I really that touched me. That could that could like almost be the name of your tour next <sighs> summer. Just saying. Next uh, summer. This is that's a good idea. This is something Ben because it's it's what you talk about going to shows alone. He said you put good things in the universe they come back. I would say Nikki Glazer is just as generous as she is talented and that is amazing. Wait, did you write this down after you talked to him? Write this down. He posted this. Oh, really? Oh my god. He posted this. So is it's I a thought picture. you were like taking notes like a little reporter on <laughs> a the picture of you in it. <laughs> like in my notepad. Yeah. You're on the record. Um, <laughs> if you go see her and you're by yourself, you can meet her after the show. She doesn't have to do this. If she wants to. People like me who battle depression and anxiety don't like doing things by ourselves. The, this opportunity is incredible and lets you feel comfortable going out alone. This is the second time I've seen her and her stand-up is world-class. If you're by yourself or with 20 friends, go see her. You will not be disappointed. Thank you, Nikki, for your generosity. That's so sweet. And, and for chatting with me. Uh, we need more good humans like this in the world. That's so nice. He like was so sweet no, he was and great. he brought a picture of us that we took last time he came to my meet and greet. And I think it was the first show that he went alone to. And since then, he's gone to so many things alone. And he was giving me a list of his week plans. He's going to see Esther alone. He's going to see oh, some, yeah. he saw some singer the night before alone. Mm. He went to New York and saw some actress that sing in a bar that it, it was like he had this. He does more stuff than anyone I know now, and he's doing wow. it all alone because he's overcome that fear. And he he's invited an, us to go. He should become an agent. Oh yeah, we're gonna go to uh, yeah, the, an agent. He should become an agent. That's what they do. You just go to shows alone. You watch. That's really what I've always told people. If you are worried about going alone to a show, just tell and and you think people are gonna judge you. Bring a little notepad and look like a journalist. Yeah, that's reviewing <laughs> it. But agents really good too. So what would you hold if you were an agent? A business card. 
um, money. Roofie. 20% of the <laughs> artist's income. Roofie. A flip phone. Oh, a headset. A headset, Like one of those like Bluetooth, old school Bluetooth headsets. Um, So go in there with a Bluetooth headset, a flip phone, and a roofie, and then it'll be okay. (laughs) Think of how many things, though, people miss out on because they just can't find a friend to go with them or they're, you know, or they just don't have friends. Friends are really hard to make. And as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. As you get older, it's harder to find people to do the things that, like, I don't know anybody basically to go do I know few people. Okay, I know few people to go do F one stuff with, but mm. it's yeah, hard. Yeah, you need a. What do you guys call it or sh- yourselves? No, are- I got a guy who listens to the radio show called Jake. He likes the same exact same music as me and F one. Where does he live? He lives in St. Louis. What the fuck, Chris? Yeah. Why aren't you hanging out with I'm, him? He, he's my best friend. <laughs> no, he's not. I've never heard of this person. Mm, he's the only friend I've ever had. His name's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like the same like fi- uh, drivers? Yes, we do. Yeah, we've in the like, same music, same ever. We're we're definitely. I know best about friends. F1. Yeah. yeah, you know a little bit. I do. I I this morning he was watching it in bed, and I was just like, "How are vroom vrooms?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, "They're good." I was like, "They're vrooming." Besides Taylor awesome. Swift, what is something that you've gotten into like later in life that your friends don't share? I guess Taylor Swift is the best. It's the only one. It's the only one. It's the only thing. The only that, thing like, that you're really, into. <laughs> I think. Maybe some TV shows, Succession, and I think I think you should leave, like things like that. There are sometimes right. comedy things where I go, you have to see this. I will say my favorite movie of all time that I can't wait to share with you is The Worst Person in the World, mm-hmm. and that for a while was like- autobiographical? <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Gotcha. That's payback. Ow. That's for classic rooms? payback. No, for when you for said, did, did I, I ask, ask you? you? <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Um, yeah, it's really good. So there's sometimes like things that I, well, we're watching The Golden Bachelor together and that's become really fun. I could, I could never watch that show on my own. Although it is a cultural phenomenon enough that people are talking about it online a lot yeah. so I could find communities of people. But The Golden Bachelor is fun to watch with you. Last night, in fact, we were watching an episode of it, and it's really getting down to it. There's three women left. And there's one who's like, very soft-spoken, and her her lipstick always kind of bothers me because it's... I should make fun of her because I would literally... Yeah slice my face off right now to be guaranteed to have her face when I am 65 or whatever hers is. She's yeah, no, they, so stunning for 65. But her way she talks bothers me. And she was the one that was like bragging to the other girls in the house a lot about, she didn't mean to be bragging, but she would just be like, Gary and I had the most amazing conversation. He came up to my room and was so nice. And they're like, he was in your room. And so she would just like make the other girls jealous. But that's classic bachelor. I mean, like Hmm. you only have the other women in the house to talk about your relationship with this guy and they are dating him too. So it's just kind of the way it goes. That's like when, when Vince came in after his date with Katie on F boy Island and he's like, game over. Game over. Oh, no. <laughs> that was such a dramatic thing. But he he meant what people thought that we're talking about F-Boy on. When Vince said uh, game over, I know what Vince meant. Vince yeah. was saying game over for me. Like, my, it's over. I'm, I'm uh, sprung on this woman. Yeah, game over. Right. I'm done. And everyone Meanwhile, took it as like, yeah, yeah. but Vince is going to threaten people. Vince <laughs> is like... 
I mean, <laughs> stay tuned because who he could be an F boy. You don't know, yeah. but like that was just not Vince's style. And so, but they, you know, everyone's just so on edge, being like, <laughs> they all twisted oh, it because they're like, oh, to this, uh, like this is a game to Vince. That's what he meant. I, by oh, that. they, <laughs> God, it's it's so annoying on that show. Like, and, what a and, crazy. Did thing. you hear me say to Mercedes? He was, I was like, he was like, this isn't a game to me, and I go, this is literally a game. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's um because no. it is a game, and they're like, this is a game to you, and it's like, yes. It is. There's Literally money on game. the line. This is a TV show where this people are falling in love. This isn't a TV show to me. This, if, if anyone thinks anyone goes on TV to fall in love, you're insane. Yes, they could go on TV to fall in love, but they're mainly there to be on TV. Yeah. But they, but I do believe on The Golden Bachelor, we are finding, and I believe on F-Boy, I mean, keep watching F-Boy Island because it's real. this season. Because we need you to. Well, we, well, we desperately need you to. I don't know if you know the, the ratings, Brian, but um, it's not our fault. The show is good. It's just, I've seen articles. I've seen some articles out there that were not, uh, they were not glowing about the ratings. Well, yeah, the ra- I don't give a fuck. Can I just say yeah, this? the ratings? I don't give a fuck about ratings. There's too much TV. <laughs> the fact that no one knows where to find the CW ain't my fault. It's not because we did a bad job on the show. It's not because the show isn't good. Do you know how much good shit never gets seen because of just where it is? Oh hell yeah! It's about marketing. It's about what audience. It's about who has cable. It's about people don't even know where to find the CW on their dial. It's about oh, I it didn't an ad for it didn't show up in my feed. It's about it's been too long since it's been on air. And so people kind of forgot about it and there wasn't the momentum of carrying into the third season. There's a million reasons why the show isn't doing as well as it did last time. And it has nothing to do with the quality of it. So I don't give a fuck about ratings. I really don't. They don't affect me at all. You you were there when I got the email about the ratings. Yeah. I was sad for like five minutes. Yeah. And I wasn't even sad. I was just like, ah, well, fuck it. We're still doing F girl. They got to air that. They're gonna, (laughs) people are gonna, they're gonna air it. And it's going to be amazing. People might want to watch it, but I have had an, I've two, I've had two shows canceled already in my life. Three. Sorry. My reality show as well. I've had three television shows not do well and eventually go off air because of ratings. Has it affected my career? No. I mean, could it have been good for my career if they succeeded? Yes. Was but, it? But did maybe it, it wouldn't have been the, as good because you wouldn't be I been focusing on stand up. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, everything happens for a reason. So after, I really recommend people. I was just talking to someone this weekend. We're talking to Alex Edelman, who came and did a set. Oh yeah. On, if you guys don't know who Alex Edelman is, oh, he's get on awesome. board. He's yeah. He's, he's just on Kimmel. Yeah, he was on Kimmel uh, the night before we saw him. He was in Boston. He texted me when I was at the Taylor Swift show. And I was like, he was like, do you want to hang out? I was like, I'm here, but like, come do a set tonight. And so he stopped by and then we hung out and then he went and did another set after mine. And then he came back to our hotel room and we had him over to hang out and, and, and watch some candy. Hang. Yeah. He ate I four eat boxes of, of movie of candy, candy that <laughs> someone had given, a bestie had given me, and he, Alex Edelman ate it all. So, um, wow. but, that, but I was happy because I don't eat candy, so I was happy it got done. But um, I love that guy. He was, I love him so much too. And he was talking about he's having a like a surge of success right now. He had a sh- run on Broadway that was extremely successful. He is probably going to win a Tony. He is now doing a run of sh- his show in L.A. coming up. Um, they, sh- which, they they shot it as well. It'll be it'll be a special. It's an HBO special. It's an HBO special. It's a one man show. It'll be out. I don't know when it's going to come out but they shot it yeah somewhat recent like a four months ago yeah edelman e-d-e-l-m-a-m he's he's going to be a, a huge deal if you don't even know about him yet but he's kind of having this surge of success and it was so funny to listen to him say like you know I, he's already he's just now 
having the success. It hasn't even, there's things ahead of him that are so big. He's doing, he performed for Biden the other night. Like, there's, wow. he's, there's not even like, what's, what's come for him hasn't even started, even though it's like, it's, it's definitely coming. Like he can see it on the horizon and he's already worried about losing the things that he has, yeah. that he's getting, he's about to get, that he's guaranteed to get. He's already worried that once they're done, he's just going to be a one hit wonder. And I'm like, if you're not enjoying this now, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. And also, I know this is easy for me to say, but I, I went through that, you know? Yeah. I went through feeling like after my MTV show got canceled, what am I, this is, ever, this is so embarrassing. Everyone knows that I have a canceled show. Meanwhile, no one gives a fuck. No one <laughs> no even knew cared. you had a show, Nikki. <laughs> All that really matters in this business, and everyone has heard me say this before, is the deadline announcement. Yes. And it's the announcement that you got a show. Yeah. The fact, the announcement that I have a special coming out when I announce it finally and have the deadline thing is going to be, unfortunately, probably more valuable than the special itself and more people will see it and that will make right. a bigger impact on the industry thinking mm -hmm. I'm something than in the special itself. But like what a percentage, Brian, what percentage do you think of shows that get made and go on TV don't ever make it into like the zeitgeist. I mean, the zeitgeist. Would you say oh my god, 90, 99%? Yeah, yeah. ninety-five percent, yeah. something like that. The last two so shows like, that I worked on didn't even get a deadline article. <laughs> we didn't even get deadline. <laughs> and, and and I'm right in saying like you were waiting for that, right? Oh like that's a god. big fucking. Oh deal. my god, I would have loved to have posted a deadline article. I didn't get a deadline article when I sold the show, even though other shows that were in development at the same time did, and I didn't get a deadline article for the show that I was show running. We couldn't get anybody to even review that show. I we were <laughs> when when that show came out. What is the show? Do you want to say Adventure Beast on Netflix? It's like mm -hmm. a a cartoon supposed to be for tweens, but reasons things happen, and it wasn't for tweens. But I tried to give a who was it for? It was for adults for some reason. <laughs> it's not supposed to be. It was not supposed to be competing with Inside Job, but it was. Even though it was for supposed oh to be for kids. Oh my god! It was competing with Inside Job. Inside Job. Which was that a good. movie? No, it was a it was a cartoon, uh, oh. a Illuminati cartoon that also okay. upset me. But the the before we the show came out, I was charged with trying to email just like YouTubers who had like less than a hundred views per video just to interview me and the star of the show just to get somebody to say something. I emailed like twenty different just YouTubers. This isn't like it's Entertainment so Weekly. Yeah. One person responded. Rama's screen. Shout out to Rama's screen. You guys all know Rama, right? In the screen. Oh, yeah, God. go get he's, him, Rama. He really, he's a tastemaker. Yeah, so we got on Rama's screen. We did an interview there, and that was the only one who even responded to back. my email. And I'm like, this wow. is a show of premiering on Netflix. It's not like I was premiere. We're not premiering it on some shit place the like, reels channel yeah it wasn't on the real cw it wasn't on the cw i'm so grateful to be on the cw yeah, i love the cw <laughs> chris is looking at me like why are you torching your career <laughs> yeah, right now <laughs> i'm a comedian hey, i'm making jokes i love the things cw going on that are great at the cw <laughs> yeah i mean there are i'm just saying they actually it, do have a show right now that people are talking about i forget what it's called but really yeah, i just saw an article being like you guys should check out this show on the cw oh, it wasn't no. at boy island I met an executive from the CW. He came to my show last night, and he oh. seemed very proud of me and was very excited to meet me. F-Boy Island well, the show's is great. a good and show. You're, and you're great. great on it. And what, what the feedback I get is we need more Glazer. You know? Uh, that's my feedback, too. Oh, that's really nice, guys. Yeah, Thank more you. more Glazer. 
more glazing. I don't really watch myself, so I, don't, I, I haven't watched it. This is, my, this is my fatal flaw, is I can't watch tape. Can't watch tape. What, what, was, your, what was the Johnny Manziel thing that you liked? He, watched, he didn't watch tape. Watched <laughs> zero tape. Zero tape. How and much tape did you watch, Johnny? Zero. zero. And he, yeah, oh yeah, Johnny Manziel, 30 for 30, watched zero tape, and, but he was just like kind of just got by. Have we talked about how- Did he, it work for him? No. no. In the end, no. no. Did he need to be watching tape? A hundred percent, yes. Yes. Have we talked about how Nikki only likes sports, but 10 years from now? So like, she loves <laughs> yes. sports documentaries, but she yeah. doesn't like current sports as they're happening. Yes. It's, I love- yes. But it's great because now I- so good. Now when I'm like encouraging her or like something, so, you know, something's not going her way or if we, if we want to do something ambitious, I always bust out like- Michael Jordan stuff or Johnny Manziel stuff. I do relate to athletes yes. in that way. When mm-hmm. I look back, because athletes I've found are a lot like me in that they, um, they, nothing's ever good enough. Um, they, some of them are super cocky, but a lot of them have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them feel, um, like they're only alive when they like completely shift from like when they're on stage or off state or off the court or on court. And they're just complicated, like kind of um uh depressed people a lot of times. They, they well, and, seem it's a, really and it's a mental like a lot of it, like they've got mental. the talent, the skill, and then the mental game comes into it. You need it. the mental game, the quest for perfection. Have... Nothing's ever mm. good enough. It's always gotta be better because there's someone next to you who's gonna be doing it twice as hard and they're gonna beat you. Who, who I do you do guys think consider David Beckham would be better off if his dad wasn't so mean? I don't. I think he wouldn't have been as successful and all that stuff. But I think he'd be a happier person if his dad wasn't such a dick. Who do you think is like the like the most the biggest men, when you think of like mental giant with like a winning mentality? Who do you think of first? Michael Jordan, David Goggins, <laughs> David Goggins. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but I just know that he like that's that's a really he good seems one. Like if I could have anyone's brain, he seems like someone who's just like loves himself. Goggins is great, mm. and Jor- yeah, Jordan is is probably the like the number one guy. Kobe's up there for sure. Sure, but jo- but Kobe's the, I, I'm not saying, but wasn't wasn't his belief in himself kind of the reason that he was like go through the fog? Right, right, right. Like, doesn't that become well, detrimental? I think, every, I think everybody, ha- like, no, I think anybody the, with... A- it was the guy driving the helicopter's belief in himself that was like, oh, I should yeah, go through this fog. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I don't really know fine. anything about it. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know anything about it either, but someone was cocky in that situation. There was a cocky person involved. It was foggy. Right. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a really good question. Like, whose mental fortitude would you want to have? I honestly want to have Taylor Swift's. Because okay. she seems to have a healthy balance of, she seems humble, and she seems like she still is like really excited about everything that's happening to her. She seems, mm. um, and she she obviously has a ton of confidence to do what she has, but she also doesn't seem delusional. And I think th- Michael Jordan seems delusional, even though he is great. It's like his like wanting to get back at his coach. I mean, Taylor Swift has some of that too. Yeah, I mean, that's revenge. a lot of Taylor is is like the revenge stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. sticking it to so much vengeance, mm. and that's what Jordan has in his heart. Jordan, I don't think he's delusional. Okay, no. well, not delusional because he, but, he but is they, the best. But, but they do fabricate not not fabricate, but they create some sort of an enemy to fight against. You gotta have so, an enemy. I mean, mm. I guess if that's I don't know, del- I don't have one. You need to have an enemy. 
Yeah, okay. at least you three. don't have at an any enemy. given time. Yeah. You need three. Well, you're yeah. my producer, Chris. Get me an enemy for oh, the special. Oh, I, I could think of a few. Really? Yeah, I could think of a few. Oh, I have a couple I start- too. That you really? can have. Yeah, I know. Well, I know one specifically. Well, definitely people got, that I'm in competition with. I've got a baker's dozen. You can literally have some of mine. <laughs> yeah, I'll take some of your. <laughs> I can't think of any that I have. I have a, all the people that I used to hate. I've already eclipsed. Yeah, well, you've and, you've achieved so much success. Your enemies have less power. Which for someone like I'm, me, enemies are just like jet fuel. The time di- I have yeah. so I have too many. I have too much too much disappointment. It's I not. It's almost not what, helping anymore. Like to just be my friend. I don't friend want now. my life to be. I don't want to. I I really think that manifestation and all the things that lead to a really healthy, great life are being positive and thinking good thoughts and really any kind of motivation being uh, like I want this person to do badly or I, because I want to do good is just a poison in my system. And I'm yeah. selfishly like. No, you- I, I still feel that way about these people. I have it in my heart to like want. It's almost like the way I feel about eating, not eating meat. I still have the taste for it. I still crave cheese. I still crave meat. I don't do it because I'm trying to do the right. Well, no, I'm not doing that selfishly. I'm actually, that's the opposite of this. I'm only not wanting to hate on my haters because I know that it's bad for me. Right. Yeah. So it's selfish because I really mm-hmm. think that I've been doing these manifestations recently and just listening to um, like I just say to myself when I'm going to sleep, when I'm feeling, let's say recently I've been feeling, oh, I'm really sick of my act. I'm bored with it. I feel like I'm just like brain dead. I can't come up with new things. My one yesterday, what I just said to myself as I was going to sleep in my head was you're sharp, funny, <laughs> smart and important to the world. You're sharp, funny, smart, and important to the world. You're sharp, funny, smart, and important. To the world. I just kept saying it over and over, and um, and then I sometimes feel, you know, the other day I almost downvoted something on Reddit that was just me being jealous. <laughs> well, that's one good thing that you're. And good I at. didn't do it. I didn't downvote yeah. it, even though no one would have ever known it was me. I, no one knows who downvotes things. It would have just been putting negativity into the world, and I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, that's one thing I do like. Except on our uh, intrusive thoughts episode, which I'm going to re- release. Oh, gonna I'm going to get some anger out <laughs> Once of a year, you get, it's like yeah, uh, the once purge. Once a month. Uh-huh. <laughs> once, yeah. once a month, I let out my anger on intrusive thoughts that episode. you got to be a big money player's uh, golden member or whatever. You want to absorb that hate. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to, some of my hate, you'll see it there. But I like how you, um, when you're jealous of something, you go the opposite way. I post it. it. Sometimes it bothers me that you do it because I'm like, ah, that person doesn't deserve that. But then that's the worst. But you know, I only do it if I actually think the thing is funny. Yeah. You know, like Uh there are people I'm jealous of that get a bunch of stuff and I don't think their stuff is funny or good. And I won't post it just because I'm like, I'm, I can be jealous of someone that sucks and I won't post it. But if I truly think the clip is funny and I and there's a little voice in me going, don't do it. I can't I can't fight that voice. You just I have gotta to do it. post it. If and it's, it's, funny, it's hard to do. That's a different story. You gotta fight against it if it's funny. But what's personally offensive is when someone oh. succeeds with shit. <laughs> do it. That's that bothers me too. I, I really think I su- could succeed with shit. But I have a question real if quick I because to. you know, you were saying you're not excited about your act for sometimes. Sometimes. But why don't you ever give your, you're hard on yourself. Why don't you ever give yourself credit? Like when I, cause I went to those two shows mm-hmm. and I've seen, I've seen your comedy probably more than anybody at this point. Yeah. And almost every time I go, even though I see the, the show evolve quite a bit, 
there's always something like new that you thought of like that day or an hour before. Mm. Why don't you give yourself credit for any of that stuff? Because it, some of that comes easy to you. Why don't you ever? I think it's because it's easy. Because like things that are easy, I shouldn't get credit for. You should only get credit for things that make you go like, oh, at the end of it. Why are you like that? Who? Like, because I think. Don't you think that, a win is a win? Like, Don't you, you think? Um, yeah, because, you know, it's my example when someone was like, Nick, your legs are amazing. What do you do for them? And I'm like, they're my dad's legs. I did nothing for them. I literally just got genetically good looking right. legs. I will not ever take credit for my legs because I didn't work for them. Now, if if someone was like, you have like my abs are going to be pretty good after Pilates. If someone goes like, wow, your abs are amazing. I will go. I worked for I these worked motherfuckers. For yeah. Uh, you know, all my dad did was come in my mom in 1983 <laughs> for my legs. Well, that's I, how I didn't you do accept, anything that's for a that. Good, that's how you accept a compliment. Yeah. You're telling them you that say, they're smart because like you noticed that I had been working on my abs and they are good because oh, I've yeah. been working yes, on them. Yes, the compliment. compliment yes, yeah. that's such a good point. Yeah, I guess I, I hear your point and I, I think you're absolutely right. I need to give myself more credit for being the things I was saying. I'm quick. I'm smart. I'm sharp. I'm funny. Like, and those things do come naturally to me and you they don't, they actually don't come naturally to me. Those are, th you know, things they, that you worked on. They, they, the work is already done. So it doesn't feel like right. it, it's, it's just there mm. now. Yeah. And so when I come up with a new line on stage, I don't give myself credit for it. Cause it was like, I didn't like sit down with a pen and paper and write that. So it doesn't feel like work. But the work has already happened. The work has already happened. So you got to give yourself credit. I'll give it. Give okay, credit. I'm really good. I'm, you know I'm what? quick, I'm sharp, I'm smart, smart, and my voice is important. You're just not thinking far back enough. The reason you're able to come <gasps> up with those lines is because you did comedy 10 years ago, 15 right. years ago, that trained your brain to be able to do that. So you should be really happy that your brain is functioning in that way because it took you 15 years to make that brain okay. that way. I'll take credit for it. Yeah. I really will. Yeah. Because you're smart and funny and sharp guys. and important to the world now. Important to the world. You have a voice and Thank something you. to say. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to break and talk about more stuff when we get back up to this. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. 
you can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Okay, so today we were boarding a plane to come to St. Louis. Our flight was in the morning. 6:25 a.m. was our flight, Brian. Uh, last night we got and in also from the daylight show last savings night. time. Yeah, so we got an extra hour, so yeah. it's not as bad. We didn't lose an hour; we got oh, an hour. Okay. But we were last night. We got in after the show, and like it was a th- like I had a three show night or three show weekend, which mm-hmm. is a long weekend, and did the Taylor Swift show. It was like a pretty exhausting weekend with meet and greets. And Chris is, flew out to be with me, and then he, we traveled to Boston. Then we traveled to, or we traveled to Baltimore, and we did the show last night. And we get back to our hotel, and we're like excited to just like our show was at seven. We were done by ten thirty. We're back at the hotel. And we got back and we're like, yes, oh, we're back and nice hotel. And Chris is like, when's our flight tomorrow? I was like, let me look. Like, oh, it's probably no. like 11 or something. And I'm like, in four hours. Oh, I was God. like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, it was so devastating. But Did you we had a calculus? good attitude about it. Did you sleep? Did you decide to not sleep? Well, I, Brian, my calculus, which I think actually might help you is that when I'm going to get less than four hours, I just think of it as a dope-ass nap. Mm. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. it's not a bad night's sleep. It's a really good nap. Ooh, okay. Because right. if you're able to get th- a three-and-a-half-hour nap, that is fucking amazing. So you just have to like think of what it is and what it what don't not think of what it isn't. So anyway, we don't get to the... We get to the yeah, that was okay. like a triple negative. So you get... We so get to again. the... Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. It's, it's got to be your bowl. We got to the airport in the morning, and I was just feeling saucy. I, I even told Chris, I was like, "It's as if it's like nine a.m. I'm feeling like awake, kind of." It was like five five a.m. or whatever, and we're going through the TSA, and you know when you're going through TSA, um, there there's like some people that are slower loading their things on the thing. Well, there's a woman in front of me. There's a guy in front of me, and there's a woman in front of me. In front of the woman. Um, had a, a see, like a seeing eye dog with her. So she was kind of struggling and taking her time. Mm. This guy, not the guy in front of me, there was a guy in front of me, but a guy from behind me <laughs> comes flying out of nowhere and just shoves, like has ample room to do it because the woman's kind of like slow and we're all kind of like waiting and being patient for her to load her stuff because she's got the dog and she might be blind. I don't really remember. It might've just been a, a, a dog for her anxiety or something. But she, this guy runs in, puts his bag up and like shoves it down takes a bin and and dodges in front of her cuts the line there's three people in line and he cuts in front and I go what's with this asshole I said asshole (laughs) I go and then the guy in front of me was like um he kind of looked at me and I go not you sir I go what did you see that guy what an asshole like I said it pretty loudly because I wanted the guy to hear me but like also not hear me and maybe think I'm the blind woman no um I, (laughs) I I was ready to get into a thing with it because there's it was so egregious. But he didn't hear? He, 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 he definitely heard, but he acted like he didn't, right? Mm-hmm. So then the guy in front of me is going, well, maybe he's in a hurry. I was like, then he should have told us that. I have no problem. As, as people know on this podcast, if you are missing your flight, 
Oh, butt me in line. Just tell me you're running late and yeah. I will get other people on board. I will say like, <laughs> we got to let this girl go ahead. I will work for you to get you ahead because I know what it's like to be late for a plane. It's so miserable because you're scared to ask people. You got to ask and we'll always let you ahead. Always. I will always give you that benefit, but you got to ask. You can't just butt and assume. Or just say, I'm sorry, I'm running late. I have to do this. That's it. That's all you got to do. But and he even didn't if people have are mad to do at you. It. He didn't. He got say away with it. He probably gets away with it all the time. That's the way the world I, works. I, th- if he's I think he enough, does get away with. I think he does get away yeah, with it all the time. He does. So very the guy few goes, people would have done what you did, even, and said, "Look at this asshole." Like they, he might have. Oh, I mean, what not, a hero! I, yeah. I have a new plan, though. Okay, <laughs> so right. the okay. guy, so the guy in front of me was like, "Maybe he's in a hurry," and I go, and then I'm almost mad at that guy. I'm like, "Don't make excuses for him." I was like, "Well, then he should have told us." So I'm getting an attitude with this guy now because he seems to be freaked out by me calling this guy an asshole. But I'm like, "Be on my." side he cut you too i'm standing up for us no and then and chris is in the other lane and chris already i have clear and chris just has tsa pre pre just. oh god i have pre too but i have clear and chris beats me through just doing well, pre because the tsa clear was so slow not to slow down your story but you gotta eye the lines you take a take yeah, an inventory of both line. lines and you say which which line's gonna be faster it's not always about how many people it is it's how irresponsible some of the well, people might yeah. look Do i told kids? brian what are their ages <laughs> i told brian one time because he asked about like what do you what line do you choose at a grocery store like when you're looking at them and i go whatever line I choose, I don't ever think about it anymore because when I put effort into it, it will inevitably be the longer line. And because I've put effort, I, it will matter to me more and it will irk me more. So yeah. I just, I don't care anymore and I just get in a line. But you're right. I should have paid attention. You gotta, you gotta, in the in the grocery store, you gotta play the cashier. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know the cashier at the Whole Foods that makes you put it closer to the him? Yes. It, I do ins- it for I do it for every guy now because I'm just scared he might shapeshift into another guy. He always <laughs> yells at you you to put all your groceries as close to him as possible. So they're all lined up at he, the like the far right side of the He the, won't oh. reach for them. He won't reach. You got to move them. He doesn't want um scanner's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something that he's yeah. been afflicted with. He probably yeah. has sometimes tendonitis. So anyway, yeah. this guy cuts in front. I say asshole. Then I, I'm getting a little attitude with the guy in front of me. Then, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, this guy sucks so much. And then I already come up with a plan because I was like, this isn't a good look to be like saying just asshole to people. No, nope. it's just not a good look, even if he is an asshole. So I think my new thing when someone does this. And I, I stole it from Taylor Swift. It's a, a thing she's... Or no, I'm sorry. I stole it from Olivia Rodrigo. How dare I confuse, confuse the two. In Vampire, Olivia's song, she goes, look at you, cool guy, got it. And she's like, it's she's saying it sarcastically, calling people cool guy. I, I think that's my new cool thing guy. instead of asshole <laughs> is to go, like look at this cool guy. Because you can't be mad at someone calling you a cool guy, yeah. but it's a hundred percent sarcastic. Cool guy. Oh, what a cool guy! I feel uh, cool like that's my that, new it, thing. If if you would have said it to that guy, he probably would have turned around and like winked at you or something. Mm. Well, here's well, the deal. Here's the deal. Well, oh no! So we get through. <laughs> we get through, and I'm ready to give this guy an evil eye on the other side. You know, once we get through the scanner, because we're all collecting our things at the same time, because it's kind of backed up. And he was the one and, interviewing you for the job. And, well, <laughs> kind of. Oh, no. He puts on his jacket and he's a pilot. Ah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I know the rules that pilots and flight yep. attendants and oh, people who no. work at the Hudson News, they always get to go in front of you. Well, yes, This guy of did course. not look like a pilot at all. I would have never, <laughs> ever. He wasn't drunk. He... <laughs> 
had a sloppy haircut. No, he um he just didn't look like a pilot. He didn't have any kind of pilot outfit on. Yeah. But then his jacket was like Southwest gives him like these sloppy jacket. It wasn't like a good pilot jacket. So I felt horrible. And thank <laughs> God the guy didn't asshole. start anything with me because I would have had. A- <laughs> Can you imagine? I called a pilot an asshole. I'm so sorry. I that he pilot. Was your and you, pilot. And, and when we were walking, she was like, "Yeah, what if that was my our and pilot?" Then Chris goes, "What'd you say?" I don't remember. You were like, "Yeah." Can you imagine if he was so mad at you, he crashed the plane on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's he gonna do? Like, really? So it was just funny. I felt really bad. So shout out to all pilots who butt in line. You're allowed to. I know the rules. I know you're probably screaming at your podcast device, being like. What if it was a pilot? I know the rules. I always make sure if it's a pilot. I've done this a million times. He did not read pilot. He was not giving pilot. No, he did not indicate he was, he was a pilot. Asshole. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was, was giving cool guy. He was in a hurry. Like he, he was, he was giving hurry. I'm in a hurry vibe. Yes, yeah. I, I I'll never he do it harried. again. I I really learned my lesson because it is not cool to be a woman or to be any kind of person that shouts that that just has like a tude about stuff and like it was just I was. I I told this before. When I get angry, I feel amazing. I feel powerful. I like it. Yeah. I feel right. It's the only time in my life I feel good. <laughs> is when I'm really angry. I feel amazing. I like tapping into it. I felt good. But I'm not gonna say asshole. I'm not gonna cuss the next yeah. time I get angry. No, cool guy is my new thing, and I enough? will be getting an attitude with the word cool guy. Yeah. It will be uncomfortable for people around me, but it won't be as uncomfortable as asshole because that is inappropriate, and I do uh, regret that. I think much. it's Too a aggressive. good idea to say cool guy, but it just doesn't get that same punch. It doesn't get that anger. Like if you said, look at this cocksucker, like that, like really oh, gets God. it That's out of you. So good, oh, motherfucker. Like to say cool guy, that's going to tamper it a little bit. Tamper. Well, cool guy to me, it has a nonchalance to it that could get under their skin. Yes. Yes. There's a thing I'm saving for the intrusive thoughts episode we're doing right after this. That is another thing that I'm doing Mm. to get back at my haters. Yeah. Wait, I think, hold on. I just want to share this with you Mm -hmm. because I'm just don't want to burst your bubble but oh no part of me thinks that the whole like anger and getting satisfaction calling them a cool guy or asshole it's kind of like the antithesis of having empathy absolutely you're yes okay it's all it's fucking with my mojo it's fucking with my shit who cares no it makes you feel good my temple clean and calm it's not good (laughs) you have a dirty temple you'll be fine (laughs) <laughs> I no, it's not good. You got to sweep You've, the steps. You got to keep it clean. I'm, you got to keep your your side of the street. Yes, I, it's it's true. It's like, and I've said this a million times. I know better than this. It's just when you are underslept and you are not being mindful and you're just on autopilot, your anger can get the best of you, and it's not yeah. good. It's not. It is not good for my health to be mouthing no. off at anyone, no, even if they really it. harm me in some way. I should always be nice. And that's why Noah. I think I sent you a thing. Final thought, Noah. I think you. I sent you a thing that I wanted to share a long time ago, but yes. it was someone. It was a who text. had. Yeah. Will you? Do you have it? I do. Mm. Will I you have read it right because here. it made me so happy? It was about people on Instagram who get DMs that are so hateful and mean. And this one girl had the idea to just write nights things back. Okay. And it instantly changes everything. Oh. Because then they go back, they're like, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, I was having a rough day and like this sort of thing is hard on me and my kids are this. Yes. 
So what she okay. writes is, my favorite thing in the world is responding to my hateful messages and seeing how fast I can change their mood. Okay, no, will you read that because it's too small for me? Oh, wait. She, he goes, shut the fuck up and go back the fuck wherever you came from then, pussy. And she goes, you look really nice in your icon. What do you use to whiten your teeth like that? And they go, I'm pretty nice usually, just a little sick right now. My girlfriend does it. I don't really prefer it, but I like the pick. I like your facial hair. Wish I had. Okay, so I guess this is a guy. So immediately, everything is fine again. The person is back. <laughs> yeah, it's down. amazing. It's amazing. There's another one that goes. Where does one? Oh, oh. Then uh, the 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 guy wrote back. Where does one get those? And she says, any drugstore. Like, uh, I guess this is her writing. Him writing. This one doesn't seem um, like an example. This one seems like it's just a random conversation. Or yeah. yeah, like yeah, a continued conversation. Relevant. Oh, it was still, it was the still, yeah. The he goes, continued? where does one get there? And they she became goes, friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, she goes, any drugstore, like CVS, I guess they're talking about facial hair at this point. Wow. And then the, the, the hater came back and said, appreciate it. Well, sorry to have been rude, man. Have a good night. Sleep well, homie. Love you. <laughs> it made me so happy. That's awesome. Isn't that cute? Yeah. The so, thing is, every time you lose control, everybody around you knows this woman's not doing well. It's you know when you I know when, but you know what sometimes I need people to know I'm not doing well yeah right that's, it's that's sometimes why you a do cry it. for help yes right. I think it is it's sometimes oh, like yeah. it's my castles are crumbling and I can't mm-hmm. keep it up anymore and I need people to know like I want people to feel sorry for me somebody I want, help I think me. it's it's yeah it's, it's <laughs> asking for help but it's honestly pushing people away because they're like yeah. I don't want to get involved in this at all. Um, I caught I, myself. I think that's a really good point. The other when? day, um, uh, yesterday, I had uh, I, I put blueberries in those green crates. You know those green crates that you can get. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. yes. But they At fall the out store. of the blue. They, they, floor, yeah, they fall they out do. all the time. I opened up the refrigerator and the blueberries fell out, and and it fell out in the back, and all the blueberries fell out, and I almost. <sighs> I almost exploded. I was almost like, these fucking blueberries. Of course, the blueberries go everywhere. Well, uh, and today of all days, like like yesterday was any worse than any other day. <laughs> today of all days. I, I caught myself and I was like, Brian, it's fine. Just let the blueberries bounce around. It's fine. Yeah. And I didn't explode, yeah. which I was very happy about. I did the same thing. Okay, so this weekend, I did have a good mindful moment. I have these amazing pants by Ripley Raider. If a, if you're a girl, you know what I'm talking about. They're advertised to you all the time. And the tagline is, my clients always, or people who buy these always tell me Ripley Raider is the girl that makes them, I guess. Mm. Or the, whoever the woman is that created the brand is like, people tell me they wear these to get laid or get hired. And it like, it sold me so much. They're such cute pants. I'm obsessed with them. They fit perfectly. And this weekend, I wanted to wear them to the Swifty show so I went to iron them and it burnt <gasps> them. Oh, because they're like they have some, nylon or something yes, in them. and they're $200 pants. I mean, these aren't cheap pants and they're no. my favorite pants. And I was like, you're such an idiot. That was such a quick thing to do. You set it on the highest setting. You didn't test it before. You didn't look at... Th- I looked for a tag that said don't iron and they didn't have it. So there's a part of me that was like, I'm entitled to a new pair of pants. But I didn't do that. You know what I did? I just quickly bought a new pair of pants and said... You're not allowed to like be a victim today about this. Yeah. This is such mm-hmm. a dumb thing to be upset about that there's a little st- a orange stripe on your pants now from it being burnt. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can have nice things. You just messed up. You're a good person. It's okay. Mistakes happen. Buy a new pair of pants. Just fix this right now and get, go have fun at Taylor Swift. That's sort of the key to everything. And that's why resilience is so important is like you are going to get over those pants eventually. Like everything I've ever done, I've gotten over it. You're going to get over it eventually. You with the chair, the caulk. Oh, God. Whew. I almost picked a chair up that's this size uh-huh. over my head and threw it out my door because I got paint because <laughs> I got paint on it. And I've yeah. been babying this chair for years yeah. oh. because it's all white. 
and I don't let like things get near it. And like, I got a little bit of paint on it and I can't, you can't get it out. It's, it's actually stain. Um, it's like, you know, like wood stain. And I, w- when I did it, I saw it. I was filled with rage. Yeah. Filled. Filled. Oh. And I was going to pick the chair up and throw it out my front door. Oh, that would have felt and I was, good. And, and I even thought to myself, this could be a turning point in my entire life. Like, if I pick this chair up and I throw it out the door, mm. that's, you that's killed just Hitler. me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, then that's you if someone sees that. Well, even for myself, like, oh, you, I just don't want to cross that line where you I remember one time my dad almost hit me I was a kid and he was like he really wanted to and I could tell like mm. just I almost wanted him to because I just didn't you threaten him yeah I did or the, you go you goaded him I go oh I was I was the greatest of all time him so, goading <laughs> sorry it's the other word I was goading him so hard I remember it was like I told he had said something to me he complained about my mom to me because there's not good boundaries in my family. So he had complained about my mom about something. And I had told her about what he had complained about Ooh. because I was tired of being this go between, no, which not is inappropriate. Fair. It's not fair. Triangle the, like, exactly. Triangulating. So I didn't realize at the time, like dad, don't tell, like take it up with mom. Don't take it up with me. Go see a therapist. And by the way, my dad sent me a note today because I posted all my story. There's this like beautiful picture that apparently was from propaganda for, um, Jehovah's Witnesses, but it just shows this like kind of paradise. And it says, This is the world if parents went to therapy. And it's just like oh. this the all all humans and, and animals all living blissfully together. And it says, This is the world if parents went to therapy. And my dad wrote back, haha, to that. So this is an example of like maybe he wouldn't have done it, you know, it's, it, it didn't fuck me up too much. But it was just a if you're a parent out there, don't complain to your kids about your spouse. Go to therapy and talk to someone, even if you have no one else to talk to. It's inappropriate because character assassination. Yes. It's not good. Even though I know that like at the time it was just, I was probably complaining about my mom and my dad was like, I agree with you. You know, like it was probably just a way for us to bond in that moment. And my mom has done the same for me with my dad. You know, like it's hard not to do that, especially when your daughter is super smart and intelligent. What kind of stuff does she say? (laughs) And so off air, that'll be in the intrusive thoughts episode. (laughs) Dad won't pay for that. I was really just trying to get you to do a Julie impression. You know what? He's tracking in mud all the goddamn time. <laughs> I, I just got this goddamn table. EJ, you the put table. a scratch on this table already. This is bullshit. You know what? I'm not even going to have nice things anymore. You know what? The house is going to go to shit. Fine. I'm not cleaning anymore. I'm done. I'm done. So, um, uh, so my dad, I told my mom and he was like, you told her. And I just remember him like... <sighs> Like he wanted to slap me so badly and I kind of deserved it. I was really a cunt at this point in my adolescence. Like this was probably 17, 18, 19 years old around there. And I just remember saying, I go, dad, hit me. I go, everything's going to change though. Everything (laughs) will change. It will never be the same between you and me if you do it, but you should do it. And he didn't do it. But I remember being like, this is the moment, dad. Everything. I feel like that's too old of an age to be hitting a kid, it's just basically like brawling with your kid, like a straight fight. I think that's the right age. You want to hit your your kid between the ages of three and seven. Yeah. (laughs) But only only if you want them to be a professional (laughs) athlete or musician. Yes. (laughs) No kidding. What if he did this? What if he did that thing in movies where he goes to punch you, but he really just punches the wall right next to your head and misses you? (laughs) And then teaches you a lesson? still violent. No, I don't like that. 
I think that is crazy. I think that even if you witness that as a child, that is like really traumatic. He punches next to your head. He misses you. He makes a hole in the wall and you go, look at this asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend who's constantly injured. And every time I see him, he has some new like bandage or like he's has like a, a, like a new ACE bandage on his arm or his leg. And I'm not joking you. I go, what, what, what did you kick? And every single time he's hit or kicked something no. because of his anger. Yeah, I'll tell you who afterwards. Is it it's Johnny Manziel? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really a thing that people do. And I um, talk about anger. I mean, I, I could talk about it all day. Yeah, you can. It's so fun. Yeah, you can. It's a great. It really horns me up for oh, some boy. reason. It yeah. gets me charged up. I feel yeah. good. I like it because I think it's something I just never addressed for so long. So when I get angry, ooh boy, I get. You People become run. somebody different. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, you've been like. I've been like, what is going on? Is this lady? Why is this happening? And why does she only come out during her therapy sessions? <laughs> <laughs> Safe All space. Right. Safe space. Do you want to end on a? You a said good something note? the other day. Yeah, because we're saying you know we're talking trash over yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. I'll end on a good note. Yeah. Talk about your dad hitting you. <laughs> Great guy. Good oh, note. that was good. Oh, Thanks. All right. Be sure. That was a Nikki Glaser <laughs> podcast. <laughs> really? Wait, what's the good note? <laughs> you said something really nice about the meet and greets after the meet and greets that that um, that I thought was great. I think you should share with people. Do you remember what it was? No. Will you share it? You talked about how it's fun because you haven't been doing them for too long, but now people will come back and oh, it's yeah. fun to have the moments when people come back and, and like there are people are telling you really nice things at them so they... They've become like kind of like Friends. a source of joy for you. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. Well, I will have to say to people that listen to the podcast, it really means a lot to me that you listen to the podcast. I'm so touched every single time. And it's always like this really awkward moment of like, it's as if someone's like, I read your diary kind of thing where yes. I'm like, it is for you to read, but like, oh, I'm like you read my biography or something where I'm like, oh, I put a lot of weird. I don't even know what was in there. So it's always a moment where I get a little bit awkward, but I love you so much for listening and it means so much to me. And like, it really, that gives me more self-esteem than anything that people just like to listen to this, this thing that is just so a hundred percent me and isn't any, there's nothing being put on here. There's no performance. 12% Brian and like (laughs) 40% Noah. Yeah. It's really, really nice. And I appreciate it so much. But if you really want the real me, you got to do intrusive thoughts. You got to be a big money player. Or go to to therapy with her or cut her in line at the airport (laughs) and not be a pilot. (laughs) Or go see her this weekend. Where are you going to be? Or you can, yeah, come see me this weekend because I will get, I get buck wild on stage, man. It's all coming out recently. Um, this weekend is going to be Rehoboth, Delaware. I've never been there, but I cannot wait to perform in Rehoboth, Delaware, and then Atlantic City on Saturday night. And then next week I will be in Tempe. Noah will be at the shows backstage with me. I'm so excited. And then I will be in Portland on Saturday. So a Thursday, Friday in Tempe, Arizona, and then Saturday in Portland next week. And I would love to meet besties. There's meet and greets. Um, you can just find Anya at the merch booth. Tempe, I don't know how we're going to do the meet and greet. We'll figure something out. But um, yeah, it, or DM me and, and we'll figure it out as well. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll see you tomorrow. And Tempe and... Dance, we'll be okay.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show. I'm late. I'm late. Very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.